ask and you shall be given. Yes, macam very godmother, right? But <laughs> I think recently someone on our Telegram group asked about brokerages. How do you choose a brokerage? And uh, got me thinking, yeah, you know, we've done so many episodes, but we never really talk about how do you go about choosing a brokerage. And it especially doesn't help that these days there are a lot of marketing out there trying to get you to use their brokerages. So in the pursuit of getting your finances together, I think some investments gotta get going. And to begin with, brokerages probably is your first entry to the game. So yeah, today we're gonna spend some time to talk about how do you then choose a brokerage. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So good morning, everyone, and welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, Budabangging Financial Myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us, create a life we love while managing our finances well. My name is Reggie, aka your Chief Financial Coconut, and today we're going to go back to basics and talk about the very, very fundamental thing about choosing a brokerage. Okay, as with many other things that requires you to choose a service provider, <laughs> everybody have different parameters and they have different goals, different desires, incentivized in different ways, you know, like ourselves, okay? We have worked with multiple brokerage providers, whether it's Prosperous, we also did a series with Mumu, we also are running a series with OCBC Security, so we have different, different brokerages funding us and sponsoring different projects with us, right? So that is the reality and I think as a prolonged consumer of the podcast, you know some of these brokerages, robo-advisors, they do work with us to propagate. In other words, right? In other words, <laughs> for the longevity of the podcast network, I cannot tell you exactly what brokerage I use. I cannot take sides. Uh, you cannot blame me. But I am going to give you very, very strong clarity into, into this. How do you go about choosing the brokerage? And by extension, at the end, you can guess. You can try to guess which brokerage do I actually use. But before I begin on that, I also want to caveat that I do use multiple brokerages. I've been investing for a few years now, uh, maybe about five, six years to date. So over the process, a lot of new brokerages come out, especially all your animals, right? Your your tiger, la, your mumu, la, your I don't know who else, right? your rabbit. La. So, <laughs> so all, all the animals come out to try to get you to put money with them. And also with a lot of uh, other providers, they adjust their rates and all that. And, and yeah, you, you get it. La. There are a lot of new market entrants. There probably will be a few more new market entrants. Uh, I, I'm expecting some of these uh, market providers in other countries to try to come into Singapore also. So yeah, you will see some some of these different providers and probably for more of you that have started out investing in the recent years, you will be using one of them. So if you listen to this episode at the end of the episode, I'm not saying that you definitely have to change a brokerage, but I just want to give you my thoughts, right? And I want to give you my parameters as to how I choose. Because as with any other service provider, everybody will try to talk about what they're good at, 
Everybody will try to accentuate uh, their pros and not talk about what they are, you know, not so good at, right? As with any other marketing, whether it's it politician, la, service provider, la, companies, la, NGOs, la, everybody, right? Even yourself, when you go to interview, you, you tell the boss all the things that you're good at, all the, th- all the good things about you, right? And you, you try to cover up the not so pretty side of you, la. So brokerages uh, also have their goods and bad. <laughs> but before I, I really go into the factors as to how to choose, there's this one thing I want a lot of you to really recognize, okay? Because a lot of these providers, right, they are throwing money at you, right? They tell you, use us and we'll give you 10 Tesla shares, you know, 20 Disney shares, then a chance to win this thing, you know, uh, 300 trades, blah, 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 right? So, so they're, they're, they're essentially trying to throw money at you to get you to convert to use them. One thing I want all of you to know is that all of these providers have actually internally somehow calculated a value that you will bring to them, which is what we in the business call long-term value. Long-term value of a customer. A lot of these SaaS companies, they all have some sort of data and have hypothesized each person entering. How much money can I make from this participant? What is the probability and how much money can I really make from them? So what happens is a lot of these guys then start to throw money at you because they know that as long as you put your money with them, they are going to be making more than what they throw money at you for. Okay, and this is what we call customer acquisition cost. How much does it get to get you with them? Right, whether is it sponsoring content providers like us, giving us affiliate links, giving you promo links and uh, free trade and all that to get you in. Maybe the whole package adds up to somewhere like uh, $600, $500, $600 to acquire you as a customer. That is customer acquisition cost. And as a customer, you think like, wow, I can't deal. I get a lot of all these perks. Huh? Very good. Huh? All these providers trying to get me. But the reality is, there is a very, very, very certain chance that inside they know that you are worth more. And that's what they call long-term value or customer lifetime value. And uh, this is a short little lesson for all of you trying to evaluate SaaS companies, right? Software as a service companies, Spotify, Netflix, you know, whatever, a lot of all these other companies, the brokerages like your fintech, uh, your payment companies, they all do that. They give you perk to get in because internally they know you're going to make more money for them in the long run, okay? But that is not to say they are evil. I have repeated this again and again. Sellers got to sell, buyers got to buy, right? And I'm just sharing with you what sellers do, you know, <laughs> in their pursuit of selling so that you as a buyer can then factor that in into your decision metrics. Is it really important that $500 now? Is it the most important thing or are there other factors? Of course, I'm from the camp that there are other factors, which brings me to the very first point when deciding brokerages. And that is cost of transaction, cost of operation essentially. If you use this broker, how much are you going to be spending to execute your strategy? So cost of transaction will probably be the baseline. Of course, as simple as lower, the better. The cheaper it is, the better it is. I know some people will say, oh, you know, but if you don't pay anything for cost, you are essentially the product. Yes, it is true that a lot of these uh, providers that give you free, they, whether is it they sell information, right? They sell flows and all that, right? But this is a bit grey. Nobody really knows exactly what's going on with all the information that uh, they have gathered, right? But it's very, very certain that tech companies, they sell your data, right? In, in different ways and different differently packaged. So this is an extended discussion that we can go into and not just on a podcast, but probably also in parliament, right? We should talk a little bit about, you know, personal data protection. How much data should we give companies? Can they actually sell those data and blah, blah, blah. But that is a different discussion. At the least, 
in the current moment, given all these different providers, I would say that for your maximum interest and for your maximum benefit, cost of transaction is the most important. And to put it bluntly, the lowest you can go is probably zero. Lah. <laughs> probably zero. And there are some providers that are doing that, right? So just go and think about it. Lah. Think about it. Of course, if you have other strategies that you are playing, whether is it you are ex executing options or whether is it you are trading on margins or different things, then all those things are also cost factors, right? At the end, this is a commodity business. In other words, it's like using Singtel, Starhub, M1. They all are pretty much the same. It's like using AIA, Great Eastern. They all are pretty much the same, right? Uh, Prudential, whatever, right? So they're all pretty much the same. These are commoditized products. You really can't tell the difference between one or the other. They will always try to make themselves a little bit different, right? Like Singtel give 100 minute free call. Uh, M1 will give 120 minute free call. But you know, one gig data less than Singtel. And so they will do all these kind of little, little bit of things for the consumer to, to be a little bit messy and, you know, just... Yeah, take the feeling more than the actual, you know, thing that you really need. So, so people do that. Lah. But, you know, for all you uh, telco providers, I really want to ask you, hey, who still use SMS? Why, why you still give SMS, free SMS? But okay, okay, never mind. So you get the idea. Whether is it telcos, whether is it insurance providers and brokerages today, a lot of times, this is what we call a commoditization of a service, which means whether you use A, B or C, the feeling is more or less the same. The thing that you need is the same. And when you go into such a situation, all of them will practice branding, right? They will try to brand, they will add value service, they try to do all these other things to try to keep you in their ecosystem. But at the core, you ask yourself, what do you really need? If all you need is to try to invest and compound for the longer term, then cost of transaction is the most important. Also, some brokers do have some sort of what we call a holding fee. I think it's increasingly getting phased out, right? It's, it's no longer really there. But please check your brokerage. Make sure they have no holding fees. In other words, whatever they call it, like holding fees, like, you know, uh, whatever, whatever fees they, they call it. Essentially, the idea is if you put the money with them over a period of time, they will charge you like 0.1%, you know, of that thing or something like that. So, so they'll charge you some sort of holding fee. Uh, I think it no longer really exists or some brokerages in the past used to charge if you trade below how many, how many, we will charge you a flat fee. I think IB does that in, in the past, right? But increasingly, you see that these things are disappearing, but I want you to make sure that whatever you participate in, the broker don't charge you for holding fees because these things compound over time and it's quite heavy, okay? It adds up. Yeah, but this is the fundamental, fundamental thing when choosing a broker. Choose a cheap, right? Go for the cheapest. Free is fine. We can talk about the data thing later, but... Yeah, the, the, the better it is for, for you. Low cost, low cost, low cost. No cost is the lowest cost. <laughs> Which brings me to point number two, and that is the repertoire of products that they provide. As much as the UI needs to be very important, the feeling needs to be very good based on the modern consumer. But to me, repertoire of products is the most important. And I'll share with you a little bit more afterward from our sponsor. So of course, if you are a new investor, you probably invest in the simple stuff, right? Or the more or less stereotypical stuff, whether is it ETFs or like index funds or MSCI World Index, or even if you pick stocks, you will be in the standard markets, right? Whether is it Singapore, some, some of the REITs, lah, or like what people call blue chip or US tech, maybe in the Chinese market, if you listen to us very often, Hong Kong. Rarely will you go into Mexico, right? Or like Japan or even Europe. 
Europe, right? Like not a lot of people are in those places. Uh, you really, it's somehow, eventually, if you sit here long enough, you play this thing long enough, uh, you will start to look at those places. But in the beginning, you won't. That's so why in the beginning, all that really matters to you is the access to index funds and uh, Singapore markets, uh, maybe Hong Kong, Chinese markets and the US markets. Pretty much these are all that you care. Why is this important? Because as with any other commoditized service, like I've said in the earlier point, some of these providers will, will try to jumble up and try to sell you like, oh, you know, you get access to all the markets out there in the world, you know, but you have to pay me a little bit more, you know, or, or certain markets, I will charge you a little bit more, certain markets, I charge you a little less, you know, and, and they, they always talk about the markets that they charge you the less, but maybe, maybe you want to use a different market. So are you really using the guy for it, right? So, so the idea here is while there are a lot of different products, a lot of different things that you can do with different, different brokerage, they are not all the same. At the core, we go back to fundamentals is what you want. What is your goal? What is your investment strategy? How are you going to play this thing? And if your goal is just to get index funds, then, you know, just, just go for the brokerage that provide you the index funds for the cheapest fee. Because sometimes funds, there may be a little bit of a fee on top of the fund, blah, blah, blah. You know, those things, uh, it's a different discussion. If all you need is to hold Singapore REITs, then just go for the one with the cheapest Singapore REITs, right? If you need a few different things, because I know some people sell options on the US stocks and then buy Singapore REITs and, you know, all that. So, so there's some pattern here and there, right? So if you are using a more sophisticated strategy or you are hoping to use a more sophisticated strategy, firstly, probably you're not listening to today's episode. But if you so happen are doing it, then all you need is really the repertoire of products that the broker can provide you. I don't need to be too fascinated about all the other things that they can. It's what I always tell people. It's like you're going to a fruit store and you go there, you just want to buy durian. You just want durian. Somehow, you after you see durian, maybe you want mangosteen, but that's it. But the store seller keep telling you, oh, I got very sweet watermelon. I got beautiful apple. And they try to sell you all these other things. And you ask yourself, bro, do I really want it? No, I just want my durian. And maybe I'm very happy to pick up some mangosteens. That's it. Right? So <laughs> recognizing the repertoire of products that you need and linking to point number one, Given the repertoire of products that you need, are they the cheapest? Okay, are they the cheapest? Think about it. Which brings me to point number three of choosing a brokerage and that is how laggy are the systems during days of high trade volumes, okay? And this is important. I know some people will use other factors like the liquidity pool of this broker. That means how much money do they have in their liquid pool and, and all that, right? So I, I get that. Those are a bit more cheap, more complicated. And if your money is much bigger, then you kind of have to look at those things, you know, the kind of, yeah, like the dif different things like the, the buy sells, the uh, buy, uh, bid ask uh, spread, you know, those kind of things. A bit more chim-chim, okay? And, and those things aside, I think for most of us that are starting out, trying to look for a brokerage, to me, the most important thing is connectivity to the system. That means on the days that I want to sell, that I know a lot of people are selling, or the days that I want to buy, that I think, you know, um, is a good opportunity or a lot of people are picking up and I want to write something, depending on your investment strategy, right? Even on Sunday, although we always say, oh, don't sell, don't sell, ho, ho, ho. Truth is, sometimes you, you feel like you need to trim your portfolio a little bit because you are a little bit on the margin or you have bought, overbought a little bit too much. You want to reallocate your portfolio. You know, so, so there's all those more sophisticated strategies and sometimes it is during those high volume days that you need to do that. And I have been locked up of brokerage systems for hours. 
right? Because the system is just hanging. You know, it's, it's it's not like they don't let me enter. It's just every time I enter, it lag, 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 lag. You know, so partly maybe my internet, I don't know. <laughs> because, hey, let me tell you, people are so crazy, right? That they ran offices around the New York Stock Exchange so that they are the closest in terms of connectivity to that place. It is true. Huh? Okay, for all of you, for all of you that didn't know, internet is not some like alien wave, you know, it is connected <laughs> by wires. So the closer you are to the thing that you want to connect to, uh, yeah, essentially it is, it is, you're the fastest lah. You're the most connected, you're the fastest, you get the shortest trading times, right? So there are people that do that and I think it's a bit crazy. Uh, people run bots around those things. But uh, yeah, nah, that's a different discussion. At least for us beginner retail traders or be beginner retail investors, when we choose a brokerage, the least we want is to make sure the internet connectivity and the rigor of the system exists such that on high volume days when a lot of news cycles, a lot of people are doing certain things, uh, at least we can do something. Right? We don't want to be logged out of it. Huh? And to me, that is the base thing. Whether is it because uh, you want to fire sell, you want to you know structure your portfolio, or is it just the base idea of comfort? Because trust me, it, when I first started and I wanted to pull money out and it was high trading day, it was very, very uncomfortable because the system wasn't, wasn't, wasn't working with me. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, so, um, and how would you know you can get all of them and test it out. <laughs> Essentially, that's what everyone does. All the writers, the bloggers in the personal finance space, I met a lot of them and a lot of them actually have brokerage. All the brokerages, how do you know which one's the best? You test all of them, right? Test the UI, test the connectivity, how well do they do, how fast money come in and out and all that, right? Then, then you will know, right? So if, if, hey, if you're on the fence, right, just get all of them and then you can decide as you move along. <laughs> but yes, these are three of the core factors that I have for you. I know there are many other factors that people look out for, whether is it, um, you know, how fast the clearing happens. That means how quickly money comes out and go in. Can they consistently give you the kind of small bit us spread? That means there's volume, blah, blah, blah. A lot of those kind of stuff. It does get a bit complicated. But to me, as a beginner, these are the three things that you need to know. Number one is low cost. It must be as cheap as possible. It's a lifelong cheapo. Go for it, right? Because... Essentially, fees eat into your trades. Right? As much as fees support the brokerage so that they can continue business, uh, you are paying the fees. Uh, right? So low fees is the best. UI, UX, all this thing, I get it. You want to feel good, great, go ahead. But what is the caveat? The caveat is low fees is a primary indicator. Number two is repertoire of products. A lot of people will sell you all sorts of different products. But at the core, you're going to ask yourself, what are you trying to go for? Right? Do you just want durian? Do you just want mangosteen? Then go watermelon, so what? Doesn't matter. right? So focus on the repertoire that you want and you need based on the strategy you're going to go for and then link it back to cost. Is it the cheapest? Right? Because a lot of brokers, they will have a repertoire of different products and some of the products that you want actually is not the most affordable on their platform. Which brings me to point number three and that is connectivity on high volume days. Essentially, you want a trusted broker, not just with money, but also on days when systems are overloaded or at least high traffic days that you don't feel jittery that, hey, why, why I cannot log in? Why, why I'm in but I'm lagging like crazy, right? So I think that is a, 
a very good base to begin. And of course, some of the more established brokers, they do have very strong connectivity. <laughs> so, so maybe that's another hint for all of you. So yeah, with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time out to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our socials, sign up for our newsletter. Everything is in the link description below, okay? And if there was one thing I really want you to do is to share this on your socials, help us go further, grow our network so that we can, you know, essentially share more people, get more people into the discussion, into the conversation. It's not as scary lah, huh? After a while, you can slowly, slowly pick up some of these beats and so with that, I hope you learned something useful. See you next week. Okay, so that's my short stint. And yes, if you are wondering, well, will I at the end say which are the brokerages I use? The answer is no. <laughs> yeah. La. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You want to sponsor, right? I cannot openly endorse and nobody pay me enough to openly endorse them. Maybe one day, lah, maybe one day, then uh, I will have to take a position. But at this point in time, you should already know who I use. Right? Cheapest uh, repertoire of products that I need. I always talk about some of the stuff you know. And yeah, good connectivity and uh, good track record. Essentially, that's kind of where I'm going for. Yes, eventually, you will uh, find the broker that you love and uh, everybody will kind of like it for a different reason. I think I'm just cautioning the over-excitement for UIUX. Right? Because a lot of people in our era, we like to, we are digital natives, right? Okay, maybe millennials and elder millennials or, or what mating calls it. <laughs> what mating calls veteran millennials, essentially older millennials. Uh. We've been to an era where we're not digital natives. We go to the playground, we have a friend, play badminton, go playground, all those kind of stuff. Eventually, digital came into our lives somewhere in our late primary school, secondary school era. But for a lot of the other digital natives that you know, you're tuning in in your 20s, just started picking up these things. A lot of people are very concerned about the user experience, like how beautiful this looks, you know, how good does it make you feel, and all that, right? And I did an episode about this digital wellness, right? So some of the some of the uh, some of the tips and tricks to kind of watch out for some of these platforms because they they do things that. Shopee, la, some of these other shopping platforms they, they do to invigorate you. And to me, this is a big no-no, right? So it's different, right? When you're shopping for something and when you're investing, it's, it's a world of different when it comes to the incentive structures at play. So yeah, rather than focusing on UI and color and how it makes you feel, these are some of the factors, la, okay? Next week, I am going to spend my last episode with Adrian. So I think Adrian has been doing a great job sharing with us, right? How, how to go about asking for pay raise. And I hope he answered a lot of the questions that has been harboring in your head. And if there are more questions you can always come to a telegram group adrian's in the telegram group tag him or just drop the question i'll tag him and then you know he, he can give you some sort of you know more sharing right so but next week's episode we're gonna focus on um, this idea of what if you don't get the periods of course if you get a periods in part three then you'll be like whoa you know buy everybody copy out and then life carries on right if you don't get the periods then what do you do i think that's an important question right are you gonna quit your job is that what is that the plan right? so i think that that's the part that is underexplored and that's what we're gonna talk about next week 
So yeah, take care. Short episode today. Bye-bye.